Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hello, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Husbands and Wives Ministering Together. Now, let me just say right up front, if you're not married or you don't feel called to minister together in the way I'm going to describe here of what Wendy, my wife Wendy and I do, this message is still going to have some great beneficial truths for you because it's going to help us understand how to work together with others and especially with people who have a different gift mix than us and especially even working with the opposite gender. Imagine that. So, you know, my wife Wendy and I, we, we learned, and I'll share in, in what I'm going to say today, I'll share about how we learned to do it. But one of the things that people say they love about our ministry is that we minister together and how we minister together. Now, usually when we travel together or are at Bethel together, we'll both be on the stage at the same time. We'll start, I'll usually start, do, you know, five minutes or three minutes or seven minutes, whatever, to start it off. Then Wendy is listening. She does her three to five minutes. And then we go back and forth. And it's it's a powerful thing, again, because it gives both the male and female perspective and insight on a topic. Plus, it gives the different giftings that Wendy and I have. Now, I'm going to share with you six things, (laughs) six insights, principles to help husbands and wives, team members minister together, people going back and forth with one another. I believe that it's, it's a great ministry style. It takes work to make happen but it, it really uh, expands and amplifies the message. Now, I'll say again, I don't believe every husband and wife who is listening to this message that you're called to minister in the exact same way that Wendy and I do. Now, many of you have seen us live or you've watched us in video. And I believe, though, that there are, are some of you who are called to do what we do. Others of you are called to do it maybe on a little bit of a different level. I know when Wendy and I first started doing this, I was pastoring. I was the dominant person just because of, uh, of personality, because of seasons of life, and also because of church culture. I was the one who was definitely up front more. But how, how it began with us is that I would minister and then I would say, Wendy, will you close and take five minutes and just listen? Because she's such a great responder. She's listening. She's taking notes. She's, and she's able to uh, round out. She's able to say, this is not what Steve was saying. <laughs> Sometimes we don't know how people are interpreting what we're saying. And so she would get five minutes. And you know what happened was that that five minutes actually became better than my whole message. And so we, so one of the models we first started with is I would start, she would close. That's, that's something that is effective 
in husbands and wives and team members to do. Now, let me just get into the six things because it'll, it'll launch me into some, some things that I want to say. So how did we do it? Well, number one, we had to overcome the fear we had of each other. Wendy and I, we used to scare each other. I was word man. She was Holy Spirit woman. She was afraid I'd kill her with the word because she had been killed with people using the word. The Bible actually says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. It says that in 2 Corinthians 3, 6. And I was concerned. I was saying, where, where is that in the word? And so our fear of each other caused us to devalue each other and to overcompensate for each other. It's kind of like parents who one's strict, one's lenient. They overcompensate for each other rather than blending their giftings together. You know, you can't honor that which you are afraid of. So we had to overcome the fear we had of each other and actually realize we need each other. Number two, I had to encourage and make room for Wendy. And I've already touched on this. I was the a leader. I was the person who um, was up front more. And I just had to make a decision that I'm going to empower her. My whole book, The Culture of Empowerment, How to Champion People, came out of my decision that I was going to empower Wendy and I was going to become her greatest encourager and make room for her and just see what the Lord does. And I think when we make room in little ways, rather than saying, this is the way it's going to be, we're going to co-preach, you know, and that's, no, I don't, I, I don't think it's wise to, to make those long range commitments without trying things at a smaller level. Give God something to work with, see what he's going to do. So I do, I do encourage her. I had to think she must increase and I must decrease some. Number three, we understood each other's strengths and weaknesses. We began, as we honored each other, we began to see, wow, each, each of us has, has different things that we do very well. I understand the word very well. I understand how to sequentially put things in order to make a biblical case and uh also through my own testimony, make a, a case from testimony for a particular truth. Wendy can, certainly the testimony piece, she, she had more trouble remembering addresses in the Bible. And she would quote scripture without using the address. And, and I had to be okay with that. And if needed, I would come back later and say, hey, you can find that verse in this, this piece. But she was able to release the spirit. She was able to release encounters. She was, um, had insights and people respond, many people responded to her much more than responded to me because nobody could say it like Wendy and nobody could say it like I could. Number four, we had to practice and debrief frequently. We had to practice and debrief frequently. It, it was not easy in the beginning. When we first did it, we, we, we get frustrated with each other at times or someone would take, I'm talking about when we were on stage together, some, one of us would take a rabbit trail, the other wasn't expecting and, um, and, and we had to practice. We just had to keep doing it. Anything you do, anything you want to become good at, you have to practice. 
It's like a baby learning to walk. They don't instantly learn how to walk. We don't instantly learn how to flow together in ministry. It takes time. It takes, hey, how'd it go? How did you feel? How did you feel when I said this? Oh, thank you so much for that. And you know, those conversations sometimes aren't fun because we get frustrated with each other. We don't think the other is understanding. And and we we have to just invite Holy Spirit to help us to practice and debrief frequently. Number five, we we held on loosely to our plans. We decided we were not going to try to present a polished performance, but we focused on, first of all, resting and trusting God to bring revelation and impartation. Yes, there was a there was a plan. Yes, there was a direction. Yes, I tended to be the leader. In in, in I, I would become more structured. Uh, I would have goals where we want to go, but I had to hold on to them loosely. I had to say, Holy Spirit, what what are you doing? And I had to understand that the process of us learning how to minister together was actually even more important than the messages we were giving at the moment. <laughs> so resting and trusting God to believing the Holy Spirit will prompt and inspire us as we really listen to what the other is saying. You know, really, what Holy Spirit, what are you saying? How can I help? How can I, as I already said, uh, Wendy's not saying this, you know, just just tactfully saying or or bringing just a, a little bit of understanding. I, I think people may be interpreting that. I'll be thinking in my mind. People may be interpreting what Wendy is saying. Is this? Let me say this to help people understand. This is not what we are saying. And then lastly, in we our our faith was not in the words we speak, but in God's ability to anoint what we say. And this. This ties into to resting, and this ties into trusting. And I want to say it again. Our confidence was not in our ability to speak, but was in God's ability to anoint what we said. You know, these things that we're sharing and the, the journey of, of husbands and wives ministering together or team members ministering together, being up front together in the same message. I believe this is is a great model. Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. There was a purpose for that. They not only strengthened each other, but when they were ministering together, they were able to process what the other was doing and add the needed ingredients for what the Lord was doing. I'll tell you this, I am so blessed to be able to minister with my wife because it's easy. It's easier. I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> the older I get, you know, I don't want to do unnecessary things. And we, we've just seen that. And I bless you. I bless you who are listening right now. If you're husband and wife and you believe the Lord is calling you to go deeper into ministering together, I bless that. I, I trust this message has inspired you and helped you. And, and you're needed. Both of your voices are needed. And I'll say it again. It is worth the effort to see if God is really on this. Hey, thank you so much for listening. 
Igniting Hope Ministries, we're committed to igniting your hope. Remember, there's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody is hoping. (laughs) I believe this, after love, hope is the most important leadership quality we can have. And remember also, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. It is our strength. There's no convenient season to walk in joy. For those of you who are listening, pretty much almost everybody, today's just not a good day to become radically joyful. Too many uh, pressures, relationship challenges, uncertainties for the future, financial issues, personal weaknesses that uh, you're wanting to overcome. (laughs) So, you know, we all got those. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I release joy today. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We're looking forward to having you with us again on another one of these teachings. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com. Hello, Steve Banklin here from Igniting Hope.